So I just decided to not make them liars and give them something to work with. Amen. Might as well. Amen. God bless you all this evening. If you have your Bibles, we'll invite you to the book of John, the third chapter. Amen. How many is glad to be a Christian? Amen. Full of the Holy Ghost. Amen. Amen. We greet you all tonight. We thank the Lord for these meetings this weekend. I pray that something has been said to bless you and to help you. I pray the Lord met with you this morning in your assemblies in different places. I Oh, the Lord sure met with us here in a special way, and we sure thank him for that, and appreciate all the visitors that's here this evening, and I sure appreciate again, Brother Ben, the opportunity to come, and the confidence to stand here in the pulpit to minister to you the word, and amen, we don't take that lightly, and we want to say God bless him, and uh, I know I've, I've said it before, but I'll, I'll say it again, it, uh, I'm a bit proud of this guy, what he's done here in the work of the Lord, and to stand for this message, and uh, to take the, the power of this message, and to hold it before the people to keep pressing forward. I, I say God bless him and his family. And amen. I pray the Lord is uh, uh, encouraging them and keeping them on fire. And I know uh, it's a hard time right now for pastors with all this COVID and oh, you name it. Uh, can't do nothing right. Every time you think you've done something right, somebody didn't like what you've done. And, but I tell you, we're going to get through it. Amen. Because we're soldiers. And amen. We, we sure want to pray for our pastors like never before. Amen. So we also want to bring you greetings from our pastor, Brother Sean Martin. I talked to him this afternoon. The saints there Faith Tabernacle send their greetings to you as well. And so we sure want to do that this evening. But just before we read the word, let's just bow our heads together for a word of prayer. And let's just ask the Lord to come by and meet with us once more. Heavenly Father, Lord, these are your believing children, Father. Lord, this is the purchase of your blood, Lord, that you died. Lord, so many, many years ago, you hung up on a cross, Father, between earth and, and heaven, Lord. You hung there in that gap, Lord, to... Lord, to bridge the way back into glory, back into eternity. And Father, I thank you this evening for the blood. I thank you for the power of the blood, Lord, to know that that blood still has the power, Lord, to not only just forgive sins, but it has the power to annihilate the very desire to sin. It has the power to bring us stability, Lord. It, it has the power to bring us out of sin, but Lord, it has the power to keep us out of sin, Lord. It it's the power of the blood, and we thank you for that blood tonight. And, Lord, as these believers gather here, Father, they've not come to see a man or to be seen or to be heard. I've not come to do that, Lord. I've come, Lord, to surrender to you, Father. Now, Father, I'm asking you to take the gift that you placed in my life. Lord, may you send anointing and strength into my body, Lord. Lord, may you drive out, Lord, every enemy of hell that would try to hinder your children. And, Lord, may you take these next few moments and just help us, Lord, to surrender to receive from your presence, Lord. May we be benefited, Lord, by our gathering together. And, Lord, when we would leave this place tonight, may we be able to say, Lord, did not our hearts burn within us as you come and talk to us along the way. We love you, Father. We commit this service into thy hands for thy glory. In Jesus Christ's name we pray. And all the believers says, Amen. Amen. 
And amen. John, the third chapter in the 16th verse, a very, very familiar reading to the Christian. Uh, Brother Bram would call it the golden text of the Bible. It says, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. Now, I want you to notice here that the love of God was what caused him to give. He didn't give out of a burden or he had to or he felt, he felt pressure to. He gave because he loved. So for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth in him should not perish yeah. but have everlasting life. Sure. Amen. Now we find then that God's gift to the earth was Jesus Christ, right? Now if you go to Matthew the 11th chapter, Matthew the 11th chapter, I ministered a, a while back upon a thought of operating the gift that God sends you, and I took it from the from the aspect of the fivefold ministry, and I struck some inspiration in that. I've been preaching a little bit out of it, and I just want to take a part of that tonight. Matthew, the 11th chapter, and the 28th verse. Uh, it's going to speak here of Christ's gifts. That's what I've been speaking a little bit on is Christ's gifts. He says in the 28th verse, Come unto me, all ye that are labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Many would say, Lord, I want that rest. Yeah. Take my yoke upon you and learn of me, for I am meek and lowly in heart. Notice this, and ye shall find rest unto your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Amen. We ask the Lord this evening to add the blessing to the reading of his word as you can have your seats here uh, this afternoon. I want to, uh, by the help of the Lord here for just a few moments, speak to you. And if I title this thought tonight, I want to speak to you on the gift of rest. The gift of rest. How many wants to receive that gift, the gift of rest? I find that the Bible says that God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. Now, when you look at that word gave, it means to grant. It means to give something to someone. It's of one's own accord to give one something to his advantage. It is to bestow a gift to supply, to furnish necessary things to give forth from oneself. So these gifts that Christ has given the church are actually coming from himself, that he's given this forth from oneself. Another place it means to hand out lots. Now, uh, Brother Brown preaches a message called God's gifts always find their place, right? right? And in that message he said, Now God so anointed Jesus till he was the fullness of, of he was, he says, God so anointed Jesus with the fullness of himself till he was God's gift to the world. That the wise men, amen, are clearly identified that they're offering a gift to, the, to him. Amen. Showed that in their heart they knew who he was and what he was going to do for them. So, in other words, the prophet said they brought gifts, right? They brought gold, they brought frankincense, and they brought myrrh. He said, now watch, the gifts they brought testified what their thoughts of him were. He said, see, he brought gold to show that they knew he was deity. He brought frankincense to know that he was in service, and he capped it off with myrrh, which was death. So, he, Brother Bram said he was deity in service to 
die. So, amen, when you saw the, the, the Magi's, there was no question of what they thought about Jesus because what they were carrying was a testimony of what they thought about them. Their attitude was a testimony about what they thought of whose presence they were coming into. Amen. The prophet goes on to say in another place, then Jesus came and called. He said, now this Jesus, he was the greatest gift that God ever gave the earth. He said, the world, for God so loved the world. John 3, 16. Now watch. He said, now people had faith in it. So, amen, we turn a corner there to recognize that if you're going to receive from the gift, you're going to have to have faith in the gift. And, amen, to receive from something, amen, you've got to have faith in it, right? Amen, the prophet said, there's no big people among us. There's no great people among us. We are all the same. We are the children of God. Amen. There is only one great one among us, and that is Christ. And he said, we must recognize him. If we seek honor one from another, we cannot have faith because we're having faith in one another. But we've got to have faith in Christ. Amen. Amen. We spoke about it this morning. In Christ is the millennium. So in order to get to a millennium, amen, you've got to put faith in Christ, which is that millennium. Amen. If you're going to have healing, Christ is the healing. So in order to get the healing, you've got to put faith in Christ. See, amen, we've got to have faith in Christ. He is the one among us that we must have faith in and then faith in what he is doing and has given to us. See, amen, we've got to have faith in Christ, right? Then we've got to have faith in what he's doing and then we've got to have faith in what he's given us. So if we're going to receive this rest, we've got to have faith in the one that sent the rest and we've got to have faith that this is not just a rest just universally, amen, but this is a personal gift. This is something that God is not sending indirectly, but it's something he's sending directly to the church. Amen. I don't know about you, but I want to shout, thank you, Lord, amen, for the gift of Jesus Christ. Amen. The Bible says in John 14, if thou knewest the gift of God and who it is that saith to thee, give me the drink thou would have asked of him, and he would have given thee living water. Romans 6, 23, for the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through our through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Romans 8, 32, he that spared not his own son, but delivered him up for us all. Amen. How shall he not with him also, amen, freely give us all things. Amen. 2 Corinthians 9, 15, thanks be unto God. Amen. For his unspeakable gift. Brother Bram says this in testimony. Paul here speaking of the grace of God that's in you. He said that's the unspeakable gift of the Holy Spirit that dwells among the people. He was thanking God for what they had and the Holy Spirit had come upon these people. Amen. The unspeakable gift of God so rich. Amen. And so pure. So we know then that Jesus was God's gift to the world. Amen. But in him, amen, were many gifts to be manifested in the believer that believes in him. Matthew eleven twenty eight. 28. Come unto me all ye. Amen. That are labor and are heavy laden and I, amen, will give you rest. Now I want you to look at what this word rest means. It means to refresh. It means to take rest. It means to give rest. It means to take ease. It means to cause one, amen, to, or to cause or permit one, amen, to cease from any movement or labor in order to recover and collect strength. <laughs> amen. Now think about this. A rest is to cause one, amen, to permit one to cease, amen, from any movement or any labor in order, amen, to recover and collect his strength. So it's not like you're coming into a rest to quit doing something, amen, or you're 
coming into a rest to be lazy or slothful. Amen. But actually, this rest is a refreshing. Amen. That is giving you time to collect strength. Amen. Because you've not come here to stop. Amen. There's another step to this journey. We didn't receive this message just to be another church member. We didn't receive this message just to be another person with another idea about the Bible. But there is a scripture laying here. Amen. That somebody's bodies are going to be changed. Amen. From corruption to incorruption. Amen. From mortal to immortality. Amen. Somebody is going to put on a change. And we're not here gathering strength. Amen. For another church age. We're not gathering strength for another dispensation. We are gathering strength for the rapture. Amen. The prophet said there's got to come a rapturing faith into the church which will release a rapture strength to the church. This rest is to cause one, amen, to permit or to cease from any movement or labor in order to recover. Somebody shout and collect strength. Amen. So we find then that there is a physical rest and there is a spiritual rest. Now you'll realize, amen, that Israel was promised a physical rest. The prophet said we are promised a spiritual rest. He said God promised to give us a rest. So amen, if God promises you if somebody promises you a new house amen, your next question is where is the house? What is in the house? What, What all comes with it, right? Amen. Then if God promised to give us a rest May I ask you, what is the rest? Amen. What is the rest? The prophet said now, amen, where is it? Is it joining church? Is it being baptized a certain way? Is it becoming a member of the greatest church in the city? Is it wearing better clothes? Is it education? Is it money so we can quit work and just lay down the rest of our life as we call it? Amen. That is not it. Amen. The rest is not joining church. The rest is not putting your name upon a church roll. Amen. The rest is something more. It's something far more than that. Amen. When we think of rest, amen, we think of the word Sabbath, right? Which Revelation 1.10 says, I was in the spirit on the Lord's day and I heard behind me a great voice as of a trumpet. The prophet of God said, I was in the spirit. He said, what is that? That is the whole of the Christian life. He said, let everything we do, Brother Darrell, amen, be done in the spirit. If we sing, let's sing in the spirit. If we preach, let's preach in the spirit. If we work Worship. Let's worship in the spirit. If we have church, amen. Amen. I don't know about y'all, amen, but you know me well enough to know, amen. I'm about tired of dead religion. I, I'm about tired of getting together and sharpening a few ideas and seeing who can say what. Well, I think it's time that we get back, amen, to where we forgot about what time it was. We forgot about who was there and who wasn't there. Come on now, amen. I'll tell you what our young people need to see. Our young people need to see a move of God. Our young people need to see, amen, that the God we preach about and the God we read about. Amen. Can be brought into the church and they can experience him and they can feel him. They can feel the dynamics of his presence. They can feel the reality of who he is. They can know that he's not just the pastor's God and he's not just the preacher's God. Amen. But he can be my God. Amen. And the only way they'll know him in reality is to move out of the mechanics and to move into the dynamics where the presence of God hits all 16 cylinders. Oh, I tell you, amen. Amen. Somebody told me that Day, they said, Andrew, I think we need to t- we need to tone all this shouting down and all this dancing down, all these young people dancing the spirit. I said, Well, the problem is, amen. The same people that want to quieten it down are the same people that if their boy was out drinking and running dope and chasing girls, they would be in a prayer line asking me to pray that God would bring them back in the house of God. But they're in the house of God and they're on fire, and you want them to become a dead church member. But I heard a tape called, It is the rising of the sun. And he said, What is this? 
It is the dynamics. Amen. There's fire in the engine. Amen. There's fire in the train. Come on, friends. Amen. It's a quote. The prophet said, what's going to lift this church off the earth? He said, Pentecostal fire will rapture her right out of here. Amen. I don't know about you, but we welcome the dynamics of the Holy Ghost into this church. Amen. Is there any fathers here? It'll say, I welcome the dynamics of the Holy Ghost into my home. I welcome the dynamics of the Holy Ghost to have a lot of way in my family. I want to be in the Spirit. Oh, my. It says John was in the Spirit on the Lord's day. Oh, my. Here is a verse that really causes, amen, some dissension. He said it shouldn't because we've got the Word. There should be no dissension, he said, because we've got the word. He said, now, first of all, we find that there are some fine folks. Amen. Isn't it powerful how the prophet always words things? Amen. That call this the Lord's day, the Sabbath day, which to them is Saturday. Then there are others who call the Lord's day Sunday. He said, but the first day of the week. He said, but actually what happened was John was called up in the spirit and transported into the Lord's day. Amen. Which is yet to come. The Bible speaks of the day of the Lord, which is to be in the future. But John is now seeing things of that future day. Isn't that powerful? John is living in the present, seeing things that is coming in the future. Have you ever thought about this? Amen. I don't want to take too much time here, but I want to drop this to you. Have you ever thought about how John was on the Isle of Patmos and the only record we have of the conditions on the Isle of Patmos, amen, was what history has recorded. Amen. And John was... Amen. We've got historian facts of people who was never there, but John himself was there. Brother Dale, he saw the scorpions. He saw the horrible conditions, but he didn't talk about that. Amen. Because he found something more powerful. Amen. To talk about. Amen. Than the conditions of what he was going through. And I don't know about you, but this message, amen, ought to change our talk. We ought to talk about more than what's going on down the road and what's going on in this church. We have got a message, friends. It's the most powerful message that has ever hit the face of the earth. I think somebody ought to give their voice to it. If we're going to talk about something, let's talk about Jesus. If we're going to sing about something, let's sing about Jesus. If we're going to holler about something, let's holler about Jesus. Let's give way to the Holy Ghost. Let's give our lives to Jesus Christ. He will show us things. He will reveal himself. He will make known the promises of his word. Amen. John was seeing things in the meantime or in the future He said, but in the meantime, just to settle our minds, let's find out exactly what the Sabbath is today. So when you got a prophet tell you, we're going to find out exactly what a Sabbath is. You don't have to search no further. Now, come on. Amen. Amen. When you hear a prophet say this is exactly what it is, you don't have to look no further. Free of charge. The Sabbath, as we know from the New Testament, he said, is not the keeping of a certain day. He said, here is the truth of the Sabbath. The word Sabbath means rest. So then when Paul comes along in the book of Hebrews, amen, he takes time to teach three chapters, amen, on this subject of rest to show you that Israel, amen, was promised a rest. But the problem was their unbelief kept them out of the rest that God promised them. Then you come here and the prophet says he called it sin one place. He calls it unbelief. The next unbelief is sin. 
Do we still believe that? That unbelief is sin? He said, see, then they see the prophet Moses. They see what he done. They seen what he said. It was true. Every time moved right in the truth, the pillar of fire would appear before them. They watched it and they seen it. He said, now he said they entered not because of their unbelief. They did not believe. But now, amen, we move into a dispensation. Amen. And he says, don't harden your heart. Now think about this. As a prophet is turning a dispensational corner, he is reminding the church, don't do what Israel done. They were sent as an example, amen, to show you what happens when you receive a hard heart. Don't you act like they did in the days of provocation when they provoked God. He said, how did they provoke God? Not by living immorally. So they were not out chasing women and, and out gambling and, and, and carousing and, amen, and, and drinking. They were not out living immorally, amen, but the, the prophet said, well, Brother Branham, amen, I go to church. That's all right. I never lied in my life. That's fine. I never stole, done this, that, or the other. That's very fine. Amen. The sin is when God shows himself and you disbelieve it and you won't listen to it. Amen. The sin is when you see the manifestation of what God said in his word that would come. You look at it. Amen. You see it, but you disbelieve it. Amen. And you won't listen to it. Well, you say my church don't teach that. As long as the Bible teaches it. Amen. And God proves it. Amen. That's the main thing. Amen. Does the Bible teach the water baptism in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ? Does the Bible teach that there is one God who is above all, who is with you all, who is in you all and through you all? Does the Bible teach, amen, that if a man will repent of his sins and take on the name of the Lord, he will receive the baptism of the Holy Ghost? Then see if the Bible teaches it and you see it in the Word. Don't disbelieve that. Amen. Listen to what the Word says. In Hebrews 4.1, the Bible said, let us therefore fear. Amen. Lest the promise being left us of entering into his rest of any of you, amen, should seem to come short of it. Amen. I'm going to give you a biblical, a biblical key here, okay? Amen. The only reason to fear is if there is no promise. If there's no promise, there's a reason to fear. But a prophet said, amen, God came down, amen, to make the promise a reality. Could you imagine that? God come down, amen, to make the promise a reality. He said it's got to be the same promise. It's got to be the same rest. It's got to be the same God with the same signs. It's got to be the same thing. Hebrews 4, 2 said, for unto us was the gospel preached as well as unto them. But the word preached did not profit them not being mixed with faith he said no matter how much the word is preached how well you like it the way it's being preached unless you yourself amen are a partaker of that it won't do you any good amen see what happened was they heard the word but there was no personal faith amen to be mixed with the word they was hearing he said oh faith wasn't in them amen that heard the word amen on Hebrews 4 and 4 amen is this okay just lay a foundation for a second he said he spake in a certain place of the seventh day on this wise and God did rest amen the seventh day from his works he said in this place again if they shall enter into my rest seeing therefore it remaineth that some must enter therein and they to whom it was first preached amen amen entered not in because of unbelief amen listen close he said the seventh verse of the fourth chapter the seven is the number of completion right he said seven is the number of completion which gives us 
us, amen, the complete Sabbath. He said, and again, remember, he spoke, which was God, amen, on this wise, and he spoke of the law on this wise, and then again, he limited a day, the third day, amen, the third time. Amen, Hebrews 4.10, for he entered not into his rest, he also, amen, for he that is entered, rather, into his rest, hath also ceased, amen, from his own works, as God did from his. Amen, the prophet said, did you hear that key phrase? That is the key phrase that will unlock the rest of God to the church. Amen, is this, God ceased from his own works. Amen, God gave Israel the seventh day, amen, for their Sabbath in commemoration of his own work, wherein he created the world and all that was therein, and they stopped and then stopped creating. He, cre- he, he rested from his labors. He rested, somebody shout, God Hello, somebody. Amen. Maybe you've already taken your rest, but let's preach a minute, okay? Amen. God rested from his own labors. Amen. Think about that. The Bible says, amen, that this is the Sabbath rest for he that is entered into his rest. Brother Bram said this entering in is not only entering in, amen, but remaining in. So it's not just coming in at one time a year or coming in at three times a week, but when a man enters the rest that God has promised, Amen. It is an eternal rest. Amen. Which is the seventh day, but is a type. He said, thus we see why God, amen, could not give us any more certain day of the week as a Sabbath rest. We have entered into and do remain in our rest, which Israel could not do. Now, why can Israel not do it? Because they only had a shadow of the true substance which we enjoy. How many knows in the church age book, the prophet of God said there's partial realization and there's perfect realization. He said there is, he said like this, he said there is partial fulfillment. Amen. Then there is perfect fulfillment. Do you realize under the message of the hour, amen, we are not living under partial realization. We are not walking in partial truth. We are not living on the substance or the shadow of the substance. Amen. We are living in the fulfillment. We are living in the substance of Hebrews 11.1 1, that faith is a substance. Amen. When we receive this rest or continue in Sabbath, amen, it is at the invitation of Jesus. So it's not a preacher that is inviting you into this rest. Amen. It is the Lord himself. For he said, amen, come unto me, all ye that are labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Amen. I can preach about the rest, but I can't give it to you. I can explain the rest but I can't give it to you. But there is one here in the church tonight. Amen. That if you're ready to cease from trying to figure it out and try to work it out and try to figure out all the problems. I'm on church. Some of you all are so wore out you can't even shout. Amen. Because you've been laboring so hard. You've been trying to figure this out. Trying to figure that out. Oh God I might as well preach. Amen. Amen. He's so wore out you can't even say amen because you've been trying to figure this quote out and connect this scripture together and connect this idea. Amen. But is there anybody here tonight that would say, Lord, I'm ready to come in and to cease from my labors and to receive strength. Amen. To possess a body change. To receive strength. Amen. To possess a rapture. There is a bride on the earth today who is not tolling and working under denominations and man's ideas. She is resting in the provisions. Of the Almighty God. Oh, come unto me, all ye that are labor and are heavy laden. And I, somebody shout, I. 
I will give you rest. There is no possibility. It is a promise. He said if you will come, he will give. If you will come unto him, he will give you rest. The Bible says, take my yoke upon you and learn of me for I am meek and lowly in heart and ye shall find rest. Amen. Brother Abraham said the keeping of the Sabbath, not a day, but eternal life. Isn't that powerful? Eternal life, our Sabbath unto your souls. I love this quote, Brother Joel. He says, no matter how long that you've been laboring under your load of sin, whether it is 10 years, 30 years, or 50 years, or longer, amen, come with your tired, weary life, and you will find his rest. Amen, the true Sabbath. Amen, Jesus will give you rest. I don't care how long you've been working under the devil's taskmasters, there is still a rest. I don't care how long you have been laboring under a sickness there is still a healer I don't care how long you have been laboring under bondage there is still a deliverer come on church let's go to father's house where there is rest where there is rest for our souls where there is rest for our families where there is rest for our children Oh my, what exactly then is that rest that Jesus will give? The palm of God said, see, it's not just coming up and taking communion. He said they come up and do that and act like the world, act like somebody, cheat, steal, lie, amen, all arrogant. He said, what's the matter? They're taking the communion, amen, thinking that is the way to find this rest. Amen, think about this, Brother Joel. They're taking communion and denying divine healing. Taking communion and denying the resurrection. Uh, come on, friends. Amen. Just because a person takes communion don't mean their life's right with God. Now, I know that may be a little bit heavy, but let me preach to you for a second. Amen. Because, well, I, I probably shared this here before, but I'll share it again. I remember one time, Brother Danny, my grandfather, he, uh, some family members there in our family, they had a, they took me to a church with them. It's a denominational church. I was a little boy. And I went in. It's just probably seven or eight years old. And I went in. And when I walked in, Brother Dale, there was a guy standing there by the, by the front door. And he said, oh, he said, you, you look like a good young lad. He said, come here. He said, we're going to use you today in the communion service. He said, what we're going to do is we're going to use you. Amen. To, to go up there and light the candles around the communion service and stuff. And I kind of looked at him because I wasn't raised in that nonsense. I was raised in a real world burned church. Amen. Amen. Foot gospel, right? Amen. So I didn't I didn't understand why we was lighting candles and all this. And he leaned over to talk to me. Seven-year-old boy, Brother Ben. He leaned over to talk to me. When he did. He leaned over too far and his shirt pocket come open. And I hollered out in front of the whole crowd. I said, that man got cigarettes in his pocket. Amen. Fixing to serve communion with cigarettes in his pocket. Oh, he had been been a deacon for 20 years. Amen. But he was still laboring under an old nicotine devil thinking. Amen. The communion was giving him the rest. I'll tell you what will give you the rest is the Holy Ghost. It'll clean you up from the top to the bottom. It'll wash. Oh God. It won't wash you. But it'll wash you white. It won't make a coward out of you. It'll make a real clean. Amen. Holy Ghost filled believer who is not laboring under sin. Now the Bible says, amen, that Isaiah himself, the prophet, amen, prophesied, amen, 700 years before the rest came. He said, see, amen, 700 years later, the prophecy came to pass at Pentecost when they were all filled with the Holy Ghost. Is this okay? He said, thus, when they were filled with the Holy Ghost, 
They ceased from their worldly works, their worldly doings, their evil ways. The Holy Ghost took charge of their lives. They entered into rest. There is your rest. There is your Sabbath. It is not a day, not a year, but the eternity of being filled and blessed in the Holy Spirit. It is you ceasing and God doing. It is God in you willing and doing of his good pleasure. When you can't do nothing else and you say, Lord, I put it into your hands. When you've gone as far as you can go, when you've prayed as much as you can pray, when you've fasted as much as you can fast and nothing is changing, there is still a God who sits high and he looks low and he's ready at any minute, any moment, any second, amen, to give you this rest. Thus when they were filled, they came in their Sabbath. He said, see, this is not a cry, amen, for religious process or a keeping of certain days or accepting denominational creeds, but feeling that. He said, many resort to drinking and carousing and ever physical excess, thinking that by worldly pleasures there can be some satisfaction. He said, but when one, oh God, I love this, when one turns to the Lord, amen, and is filled with the Holy Ghost, he ceases from all such things. He has rest in his soul. He really begins to live and love God and worship him when he comes into the rest that God promised he would give. Amen. Then what is the Holy Ghost? The Holy Ghost is the rest. Amen. The Bible says the Holy Ghost comes. Amen. To give you peace. The Holy Ghost is your sign. The Holy Ghost is your comforter. The Holy Ghost is you at rest sealed in God. You say preacher if I receive this seal how long am I sealed by the Holy Ghost? The Bible says you are sealed until the day of your redemption. Amen. There, That is the rest. Amen. He is your comfort. He is your advocate. He is your seal. He is your deliverer. Then what is the Holy Ghost? The Holy Ghost is God coming into you and being a part of you. He said this is the age when the Holy Ghost comes himself and if you haven't received it then how can you believe in miracles? He said that takes God in you to believe. If you don't have the Holy Ghost, you cannot believe in miracles. If you don't have the Holy Ghost, you cannot believe in the supernatural. If you don't have the Holy Ghost, you cannot believe in the prevailing power and force of revelation. But if you have the Holy Ghost, then you'll act like God and you'll know like God and you'll think like God. And the Bible said that you are amateur little gods. Amen. For you are a part of God. Come on, church. If a dog begets a dog and a cat begets a cat and a cow begets a cow and a human begets a human. Amen. Then if God would reproduce himself amen what would he produce? I'll tell you what he will produce. He will produce amateur gods with a dominion and an authority and a power and a word that will back the devil off the word anywhere, anytime, any place under any condition. Come on church. Amen. You ain't got to work it up. You ain't got to pull it down. You've got to receive. Amen. The invitation of Jesus to come into his rest all things the Bible says all things in Hebrews 4.13 are naked and open under the eyes of them with whom we had to do he said see all things are open when God comes into us and sets us in the church he puts gifts and things in their church amen to operate his being he can do all kinds of things amen working through his church because it is God in you 
What is the Holy Ghost? It is God in you. Romans 4.17 says it like this. Amen. As it is written, I have made thee, speaking of Abraham, a father of many nations before him whom he believed, even God, who quickeneth the dead and calleth those things which be not as though they were. Amen. What astounds me is people can read the word, brother, brother Adam, and still not believe in rest. They can read the word and still not believe in faith. But a prophet said it like this. How did God make the earth? He spoke it. Amen. Do you see? He spoke it into existence. And this world this morning is the spoken word of God. He said, and he believed his own word. That's not skim milk. That's heavy meat. He believed his own word. He said, and if God, amen, and you're an offspring of him, and God is in you, then he will believe his own word, though it can't be seen, felt, taste, or anything. He'll believe it. Do you see what I mean? Amen. For God in you will believe his own word. Amen. If you took the spirit of Beethoven and put it into a man, he would play like Beethoven. He would talk like Beethoven. He would act like Beethoven. Beethoven. Amen. Why? Because the nature of Beethoven came into him. Well, if you put the Almighty God into the heart of a human being, that Creator will call out all the nonsense. And the prophet said it like this Deity is not in heaven. Amen. Deity is on earth. Then where is deity tonight? It is in this building. It's not in the sheetrock. It's not in the carpet. It's not in the chairs. Amen. Deity is veiled in human flesh tonight. It's God in you believing his own word. Amen. Then Hebrews 4.11 says, Let us therefore labor, amen, to enter into his rest. You say, preacher, I thought we were resting. Amen. Then why are we laboring? Amen. Because the laboring is to get in his rest. But when you get in it, then is the rest. Then is the time to collect strength. That was the third rest he gave. The first rest, God received it from his works. The second rest, Israel received it in the law. Amen. The third, the church received it as a part of God. He said, every time you see three, it is life. Seven is completion. Three is perfection, which is life. He said, now watch. Amen. The rest of God, the rest of Israel, and the rest of the church, the Sabbath keeping, the rest of God, the rest of Israel, and the rest of the church. Amen. I don't mean the, the collective. I mean the rest. Amen. The rest of the church. Then what is this rest that is coming to the church? Can I tell you what it is? It is a dispensational change. The prophet said the dispensation changes amen with Jesus Christ from the law to grace. Amen. From works unto grace. Are you ready for this? From something you do amen to something God did. Not upon your own merits or upon your merits. Amen. It's upon his merits it's been a change amen then right here tonight if we were under a dispensation of law and, and trying to keep a covenant and trying to work everything out you would be right now trying to calculate in your mind if you've worked enough this week to really praise God if you really needed a healing right now you'd be trying to figure out if I've done enough amen to ask God for a healing you would have a beggarly beggar amen amen mindset like you were a beggar amen but I didn't come here tonight amen to preach to a bunch of beggars I 
I come to preach to the sons and daughters of God. Come on, friends. You ain't got to beg for healing. You ain't got to beg for joy. You ain't got to beg for the Holy Ghost. Amen. The very minute you desire to receive it, there is a God who will come on the scene and will fulfill the desires of your heart. Come on, church. You're not a bunch of poor beggars. You're not a poverty-stricken bride. You are the most richest person on the face of the earth tonight. If you've entered in this rest, it's no longer you doing it. It's God in you willing and doing his own good pleasure. What are you saying? I'm saying the bride has gone from legalism to rest. Well, that may be a little bit tough, but it's the message anyhow. You do recall 1961, don't you? It wasn't the message of legalism. It was called the message of grace. Hello, somebody. Well, Brother Andrew, I ain't done enough. You'll never do enough. You'll never earn your way into salvation. It is a dispensational change. It is a, it is an, a, it is a legalistic idea to promote obtaining salvation by works. Come on, the prophet said like this, would you dare try to go to heaven on your own keeping of laws and legalistic things you do? If that was all right, then Christ died in vain. If you're, tri- if you're still trying to serve God based on measuring sleeve links and measuring how long the skirts are, well, God have mercy. It's Sunday night, we ought to be shouting, but here we are anyhow. Amen, I tell you what, I believe if you get the Holy Ghost in the church, the girls will dress right. I believe if you get the Holy Ghost in the church, the boys will quit acting like sissies and men will be men and women will be women I believe if you get the Holy Ghost in the church it will remove that dominating female spirit out of the house of God Come on, well, I might as well preach here. I'm here, ain't I? Are, are you hearing me? Amen, a bunch of, bunch of dominating female spirits around this message. Well, the preachers can't do this, and the husbands can't do that. I'll tell you what the Bible said. The Bible said I'd rather be on a housetop, amen, by myself than in a house with a brawling woman. I'll tell you what that is. It's a perverted spirit, and it don't have no place in the house of God. I think a man ought to be a man, and a woman ought to be a woman. Amen. Oh, God. Come on, church. I think we ought to be separated from this sin loving Laodicea, amen, Laodicea nonsense. I believe this message come, amen, not to make a bunch of legalistic dogmatic people, but to make a person who is a walking like God and a talking like God. Well, Brother Andrew, I, I don't know. I don't know if we're going to go to church or not. I, I don't know. We're, we're going to let my wife make that decision. Well, come on and be a man. Hello, somebody. I'm not advocating that women ought to be doormats. Amen. But I think this message come to restore real family life. I'll tell you why we got a bunch of cowards and sissies running around following their wives. It's because we let a bunch of sissies invade the pulpit that didn't have the backbone to put the church in order. And they've, they've messed up everything. But you're looking at one 25-year-old boy that they may shoot me and kick me out the door. But I'll go out the door screaming it's a perversion. And it wasn't so from the beginning. God made a man to lead and a woman to follow with the power of the Holy Ghost. Well, I'm here. I might as well preach. Well, bless God, I stomp and tell my wife to follow me. Amen. You, ought, you shouldn't have to stomp to tell her to follow you. You ought to live a life she can follow. Yes, sir. Yeah. 
Well, glory to God, we're preaching anyhow, aren't we? Amen. It shouldn't be her begging you to read the Bible to the children. It shouldn't be her begging you, amen, to pray with the kids. You ought to rise up and be a leader under the message of the hour. Well, we'll get through it. Are you hearing me? This is not legalism. This is the message of grace. A bunch of nonsense is what it is. It's a bunch of psychology that comes from the pits of hell. Well, Brother Andrew, you don't believe in psychology? I believe psychology has got its place, but not in the gospel of Jesus Christ. Hello, somebody. It's the message of grace. It come to set things in order by grace. It didn't come to beat you into order. It come to lead you into order. I know what I'm talking about. We need leaders. Well, I'm here. I think it's a shame that we got young boys growing up in this message that don't even know how to be leaders. You know why? Because we, wel- we welcome video games in. And we welcome Hollywood in. And Hollywood is producing a bunch of, a bunch of backboneless men that can't do nothing. Can't work. Well, come on. Can't work. Can't provide. Can't lead. And that's the mindset. I was, I was, I was flying the other day, brother, brother Ben. I was getting on an airplane. And you know what Delta is promoting now as a family? It's two men that are homosexuals. Amen. Carrying a little baby onto an airplane. He'll, oh, oh, this is on the internet. We may get in trouble. Amen. But it's the truth anyhow. I'll preach it in the jailhouse. I really don't care. Amen. The Hilton hotel systems right now are promoting what a real family is with an advertisement of two men that are homosexuals leading a little child into a bedroom, amen, to be the parents of that child. I resent that filthy spirit in the name of Jesus Christ. There ought to be some warriors who will raise up here tonight and say it may come in America and it may come in Laodicea, but it's not coming in this church. It's not coming in our families. It's not coming in our young people. We will stand for the word of God that is the message of grace. Not a bunch of beating people into submission. It's called leadership by grace. Well, Brother Andrew, we, I'll tell you what, we gotta, we got to keep preaching on these standards. And Well, I believe in preaching standards. But I believe if you get the Holy Ghost in the church, you won't have to stand back there and measure everything. If you get the Holy Ghost in the church, it'll be a real change rather than a man's change. Because I can change you today and another preacher can change you next week. Brother Ben can change you Wednesday and another preacher can change you Sunday morning. But if God ever changes you, if God ever changes you, there won't be devils in hell. And it's a back off of your convictions. I'm not my notes, but I'm on the right now. Is anybody ready to make a stand against your convictions? Is there anybody ready to prepare a face against Christians when it comes to stand up? I say it's time to stand up for everything a prophet and a prophet for being a leader and a woman because one that's the Holy Ghost. This message stands for anything. It stands for the supernatural. This message does not come to fit our psychology ideas. It is an atom bomb to blow psychology out of the picture and give room to the Holy Ghost. It is a change. It is a dispensational change. Securing salvations by work is now insufficient. 
by a dispensational change. Well, Brother Andrew, I need scripture for that. It's in Matthew 7, 21. Lord, Lord, shall enter in the kingdom of heaven, but he that doeth will of my Father, which is in heaven. Many will say to me in that day, Lord, Lord, have we not prophesied in thy name, and in thy name cast out devils, and in thy name done many wonderful works? And I will say, amen, I never knew you. Amen, depart from me, ye worker of iniquity. Romans 3, 20. Therefore, by the deeds of the law, there shall no flesh be justified in his sight for by the law is the knowledge of sin now, come on friends sometimes we got to recognize what the word said this is a bible message right Romans amen or Galatians 2 16 knowing that a man is not justified by the work of the law but by faith of Jesus Christ even we have believed in Jesus Christ that we might be justified by the faith of Christ and not by the works of the law for by the works of the law shall no flesh amen be justified for by grace are you saved through faith and that not of yourselves it is the gift of God are you ready Ready for this? It is not of works, lest any man should boast. Are, are you seeing the picture? You are living in a time of prophecy. You are living as a prophetic class of people who would receive a prophet. Amen, Brother Hell, which a prophet does what? He turns a corner and keeps the church going straight. He turns the corner and keeps the church moving forward. Hell, glory to God. Are, are, are you with me? Amen. Then let me say this. You was called to this before the foundation of the world. The Bible says in 2 Timothy 1, 9, who hath saved us. Amen. Are you hearing that word? Who hath. Amen. David, what is hath? It is the past tense of has. So it's not present or it's not coming in the future. Brother Adam, it was done in the past. Who hath saved us. Amen. And called us. Amen. Not call or it's going to call but hath called us with a holy calling not according to our works but according to his own purpose and grace which was given us in Christ Jesus before the world began then a prophet takes you and shows you amen in the message adoption he said now watch if there's anything that is illegitimate and God created anything in the world is a mule he don't know what he is he cannot produce himself no more he don't know where his papa come from neither does he know his mama where he's a little donkey and a mare horse he don't know where he does belong are you ready for this and he is a hard headedest thing there is in the world some of the most hard headedest people I have met are legalistic people that run everything through a filter of legalism rather than open their well I'm going home after this rather than open their eyes and realize this is a grace dispensation yeah. Yeah. preacher you better be careful opening the church up to the spirit of grace you'll have a bunch of sin no not if you got the Holy Ghost in the church Oh, preach, preacher, thank you, I believe I will. That old mule's hard-hearted. He's hard-headed. You can't never put no bit of trust in him. And that's the way a lot of people are in church. Amen. They don't know who their papa is, who their mama is. One day they're Baptist, next day they're Methodist, next day they're Pentecostal. An old donkey, you can holler at him as much as you want to holler at him, and he will stand there and stick them big ears out and look. You can preach them all night long, and they don't know a bit more than they left and they did when they come in. He said, see what our mule's 
oh, they're good workers. Oh, they just work, 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 work. That puts me in mind of a bunch of these Armenians. Amen. That's always trying to work their way into heaven. That's right. That's a mule. He said, old ladies age society and a chicken supper to pay the preacher. And we got this dance and this social. It's just work, 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 work. What are they working for? Amen. Go in there one time. He said, and ask them, have you received the Holy Ghost since you believe? And they'll stick up them big long ears and they'll honk at you like they're crazy. You have to beat them on everything you do. You got to beat them here and beat them there and beat them here and beat them there. Amen. He said, oh, but there is a vast difference in a thoroughbred pedigree horse and an old hybrid mule. He said, I'll tell you, you don't have to do that by a real thoroughbred horse. He said, the way it is with thoroughbred Christians, amen, receive you the Holy Ghost, repent of every one of your sins, be baptized, amen, they're gone just as quick as they can to get to the water, they're gone. He said, they cannot rest, amen, day and night until they receive the Holy Ghost. Then right there is a biblical principle, the Holy Ghost is the rest. Oh brother, a real born again Christian, as soon as he gets the word, he receives the Holy Ghost. He knows where he's standing. All you got to say is, do you believe in divine healing? And he says, amen. You believe in the second coming? And he says, amen. You ask an old mule religion that, oh, I don't know. Amen, old brother. But a born-again man and woman is just as sure of the coming of the Lord Jesus. They're just as sure as they got the Holy Ghost as there is a Holy Ghost to be given. And what are you saying, preacher? I'm saying what the church needs is a trip to Calvary. The prophet said, amen, let Christ strip us of our own works. Do you know what the Bible also says? The Bible says that there would come a fivefold ministry who would actually bring stability to the church by the word. It's in Ephesians 4.14. We henceforth be what? No more children. Now what's that word children mean, babe? Childish. Untaught. Unskilled. He said tossed to and fro. You know what that word means? To be agitated like the waves mentally. See, then if you're a child, the word agitates you. If you're not anchored, the word agitates you. See, and they're carried about with every wind of doctrine by the slate of men and cunning craftiness whereby they lie and wait to deceive. See what they are? They are tossed to and fro. Amen. See, to be tossed by the waves. They are carried about. Amen. Watch this. Carry here and carry there. Be driven about in doubt and hesitation to be led away now to this opinion. So they don't leave the word for the word. They leave the word for an opinion. Like the word says that greater works than this shall you do. But some man says, well, that was only for Brother Branham. And so what happens? They leave the word for a man's opinion. But a fivefold ministry comes to bring stability to the church. It's in a tape called Looking at the Unseen. He says when a man once catches that vision of the invisible God and knows that he's always present, there is something that stabilizes that man's thinking. It stabilizes his actions. And in the time of distress and trouble, it'll still make him look upward and above the things that are happening around him because he's looking at the unseen by promise. He said, Abraham, 
Abraham looked to the unseen. And if we, being dead in Christ, we are Abraham's seed. And if the spirit that was in Christ dwells in us, it does the same thing. It takes every divine promise of God that's in the Bible and calls it present tense and rests itself upon there. Amen. A real Holy Ghost experience is resting upon the promise of God. The whole Christian experience is built upon the promise of God. That's why Jesus said, He that heareth my word and believeth my word, henceforth on him, and believeth on him, has sent me, shall not come into condemnation, but is passed. Yes, sir from death unto life. Amen. Watch this. What do you what do you have to do? Believe here. Faith cometh by hearing. He said then what is it? It's believing, applying and resting. It is believing applying and resting. The word says so. Hear it. Your heart says so. Believe it and your whole being rests in it. It is finished. When you was an alien from God, you ceased to be an alien and now you're a child from death unto life, from darkness unto day, from mortal to immortality, from corruption to incorruption, from weary unto joy, from death unto life and are resting fully upon thus saith the Lord. Amen. I'm losing the bass in my ear. If you can put it back in a big great. Not upon feelings, mental emotions, theory, upon some unknown something that somebody has said to you. Amen. But you're resting upon the word of God. Amen. Hear this now. The human soul rests solid on the word of God. That's why Ezekiel said there are two classes of people. One just goes to church every Sunday. They want to be religious. That's all right. But that's still under law. But when the other is going to church and being good is not something that you do yourself. It's something in you doing it for you it is the Holy Spirit in your heart the heart oh God I'm closing right here okay it's where I want to drive home the heart is the abode of God he said for ye are dead and your life is hid with Christ in God amen the real hiding place is in the heart hid with Christ and when Christ is the Holy Spirit comes in your heart amen he is in you with your temperament and he's living his own life through you hallelujah so yielded you are that Christ speaks the kind of words he would speak. He thinks the kind of thoughts he would think. Amen. Through you, he does that. You are yielded to his spirit and resting in his word. For to me to live is Christ and to die is gain. Amen. I am crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live. Yet not I, but Christ liveth in me. Watch this. The prophet said, Christ living. I want you to hear this quote, okay? Christ living in the individual. Amen. Soul surrendered. He said, Christ speaks through his lips, thinks through his mind, sees through his eyes. Are you ready for this? Acts through his temperament. Well, preacher, I've always had a temper. Well, if you get the Holy Ghost in there. The Word says the Holy Ghost will bring your body into subjection to the Word. Hallelujah. Them things of the world has passed away. How can it be anything but sweet and pleasant all the time? Christ has got control. It's Christ in you. Here it is. You say, well, I believe it to be the truth, Brother Branham. That's right. It's in here, the head, but it has to come here, the heart. If it is then, your whole makeup is Christ. Your attitude is Christ. Your desire, your appetite, your everything is Christ. You're yielded, resting, everything perfect. No matter how dull it looks, it looks the same to you for Christ is in you see then what is it 
It's a bride moving out of the outer court. It's a bride moving out of the inner court. It's a bride moving to the holies of holies. Amen. I'm, I'm, not, I'm not going to preach out, okay? It's a bride coming to a place of stability. Why did the prophet preach a whole sermon called Why Are People So Tossed About? He said, now watch what it is. He said they've not come into a place where they're soundproof. Do you realize in the outer court they can still hear all kinds of voices? In the inner court, they can hear all kinds of voices. In the holies of holies, they're soundproof. The prophet of God said, see, oh my, this, this is made soundproof by the baptism of the Holy Spirit that hides a man in Christ. You know what that word soundproof means, Joel? It is the preventing or constructive materials that prevents the passage of sound, preventing the passage of unnecessary sounds. There's unnecessary sounds in the outer court. There's unnecessary sounds in the inner court. But in the holies of holies, there are no unnecessary sounds. And the prophet preaches a whole message called the uncertain sound. Oh, they say this, you were not healed. That's just to make believe. The veil is dropped behind you and you don't hear it. But, oh God, I love this. The veil, okay, if you're sick and you believe God healed you and you go out and say I'm healed but you've not come in the inner or the holies of holies in the outer court they'll say you didn't get healed and in the inner court they'll say you didn't get healed he said but when you come in the holies of holies the veil is dropped and you don't even hear it they're in there they're coming to life Glory to God. They're in there. They're coming to life. They are yielding much. Oh, I want you to notice another thing about a person is when they're in this holies of holies in this rest, there's a peculiar light that the believer walks in when he's in Christ. Amen. I'll tell you this. If you're still in the outer court, your, your light is controlled by the weather. If the sun is shining, you're happy. If the clouds are out, you're sad. If you're in the inner court, your light's being controlled by the candlesticks. So if your favorite preacher's there, amen, you'll be on fire. If your favorite preacher's not, you won't. If the man's there to light the candle, there's a chance you'll have light. If he's not, there's a chance you won't. But to the holies of holies, amen, the light is not a man-made light. It is a Shekinah eternal light. And the prophet said it never got dim. It never went out. When the candlestick goes out, that don't matter. He's living in the Shekinah glory under the power of the Holy Ghost. Then what are you saying? I'm saying come into this rest. What is this rest? It's a rest in the finished work at Calvary. Not you doing. It's God doing. Can I tell you what this rest is? It is God resting in the believer and the believer resting in God. Glory to God. Sis, amen. The Holy Ghost is you resting in God and God resting in you. When you receive the Holy Ghost, you cease from trying to work it out and you begin to rest. That God said, I will work all things according to my good pleasure in glory. Yes. Can I close with this? You say, preacher, I need to see some examples. The prophet of God said, look at Daniel 3, the three Hebrew boys. They were fixing to be thrown in the fiery furnace. He said, if it be so, our God whom we serve is able to deliver us from the burning fiery furnace. He said, see, what did they have? They had comfort. Why? Knowing this, that our God is able to deliver us from that angry fire. Their comfort was resting upon the ability of the God that they served. 
I pray you're catching this. See, resting upon his ability. That's my hope and stay. Resting upon his grace. Not upon what I am, what he is. I'm resting upon his promise. Now listen to this. Let me, can, can I tell you what a strength the baptism of the Holy Ghost will put in you? The promise said like this. He said, though he turns me down at the end of the road, any Christian could say, though he cast me away into eternal separation, yet I will love him. Yet he is mine. Watch this. In hell I can still think of the way I think now. I'll still be in love in Him. That rest will cause you in the deepest, darkest pit of hell to still rest in the love of God. As the ages roll on, I'll still love Him because something happened in my heart. (laughs) The heroes of faith rested. In God. What are you saying, preacher? I'm saying come into this rest. The Bible says in Revelation 6, 9 of the fifth seal, Revelation 6, 11, white robes were given unto every one of them. And it was said unto them that they should rest yet for a little season until their fellow servants also and their brethren that should be killed as they were should be fulfilled. Now, you realize the prophet of God actually said it like this. He said he went beyond the curtain of time. He said, when I got over there, I said, well, why can't I see Jesus? He said, he'll come someday. He'll come to you first. You'll be judged. He said, these people are your converts that you've led. And I said, you mean by me being a leader that he will judge me? He said, yes. And I said, does every leader have to be judged like that? And he said, yes. I said, what about Paul? He'll have to be judged with his. Well, I said, if his group goes in. So will mine. Brother Brandon wasn't preaching rest, working, trying to figure out a way to get you in the rapture. He turned from legalism to grace and said, grace is going to put you at the marriage supper of the Lamb. I said, well, if his group goes in, mine will, because I preached exactly the same thing. I said, were he baptized? I did too. Were he preached? I did too. Now listen to this. And millions screamed out all at once and said we are resting on that they all screamed out we are resting on that Brother Brown didn't stand there and say, oh no, I got to go back and change everything I said on tape and I got to try to work something out no he came back and kept saying the same thing Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. If ye abide in me and my words in you, ask what you will. Ye are the temple of the Holy Ghost. This is the fulfillment of the prophecy. Are you hearing me? He did, oh God. He entered into a rest and remained in that rest. Let me say it to you like this. The Holy Spirit, he says, that's in you now. You know, sometimes I think, Brother Ben... We sit down and we think, what are we going to have to do to get ourselves in a body change? What are we going to have to do, Brother Harvey, to get ourselves into glory? What are we going to have to do? Well, let me ask you this. I've flown a lot. You know what I've never done? I've never got on the plane and told told the flight attendant, excuse me, I'm going in the cockpit, and went in there and got the pilot's attention and said, look, sir, uh, I'm getting ready to put my life in your hands 
you're getting ready to fly me from Roanoke to Atlanta and Atlanta somewhere else. And I said, and I, I, I go in there and say, uh, sir, I need to ask you some questions, okay? What are those questions, sir? Well, my first question is, how do you plan on getting 300 people off the ground plus 300 suitcases? Okay, I need to know how that you plan on getting us up 10,000 feet, then climbing to 20, then getting us to 30,000. Amen. Then getting us up to, 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 to flying, uh, flying uh, level. I, uh, Altitude. I'll get it in a minute. Amen. I I I'll go in there and say I, I got another question for you. At about at about in about 50 minutes, you're going to come on and go ding. And when it goes ding, you're going to say flight attendants prepare the cabin for landing, and they're going to come through and begin to check everything. Uh, sir, are you going to open the window in midair and climb out of the, the out of the cockpit, get under the plane, make sure there's still a landing gear there, and then are you going to try to make sure when we get close to the ground, you got to check it again? I don't do that. You know why? Because I bought a ticket. And when I bought a ticket, a token, when I bought a token, I was resting in whoever's ability that was going to fly that plane. If I wanted to try to figure a way to get myself there, I would have tried to drive or I would have tried to walk. Amen. But I didn't do that because I was resting in his ability to get me off the ground, to get me in the air, to get me through the turbulence, to get me through the hard times, to get me over the clouds and to begin to descent. I get in the plane. I sit down. I put my seatbelt on. I turn on a tape and I get a cup of coffee and I say listen I'm going to drink my coffee and forget your mask amen I get on that plane and I rest in that man's ability that he's going to get me from my beginning to my end and when I got the Holy Ghost I'm not trying to figure out how he's going to change gray hair back to black again I'm not trying to figure out how he's going to raise Paul and Peter and James and Adam and Eve all I'm doing is resting in the Holy Ghost I'm resting in his ability he said he would get me there. He's going to get us there brother Adam. Why don't you stand to your feet with us this evening. I'm resting. I'm resting in his ability. Have you ever listened to the future home tape? It's a good one, ain't it, sis? Have you ever listened to it and wondered how is all these things going to happen? Brother Dale, I woke up yesterday morning the future home tape playing. And I laid there about, about 6.30, I guess it was. And heard Brother Bram say there's a city there built 1,500 miles this way. And there's a table there. and There's a river of life there. And, and I laid there. I heard him say these words. He said, it's the mother of my soul. He said, by a relationship, him being identified in me, I'm going there. Well, I got this close to it. I got to go ahead and finish. Could you, could you imagine a prophet of God preaching, Brother Harold, about the future home and saying that there's an attribute of God and you're a part of the attribute of God, and you belong there. Yeah. You was there in the beginning. You got trapped into time. You're going back to eternity. Brother Dale, he spent about three hours preaching about an attribute and about this place where there was no political disturbances, where there, where, where, where there was going to be peace, yeah. where, where the line would lay down by the lamb, and yeah. where there would be no politics. Praise God. 
where there would be no sin, thank God. Where there would be no sickness, thank God. Where there would be no failures and letdowns, thank God. But you know what I heard him say, Brother Joe? He said like this. He said, now, if you want to go to that city, he said, there's a tug from that There's a tug from that city in your heart. I'm resting in the predestination of the Almighty God. But then I was listening to a tape one day. I do that quite often. I heard the prophet say these words. He said, now, they're not dead. When they die, the spirit that's in them will raise them again. Do you see what happened? When the scriptures fulfilled, the Bible said these souls are under the altar was crying, Lord, how long? They want to come back to earth and be in bodies just a little longer until your fellow servants have suffered like you have for the testimony of Christ. Then you see that scripture's fulfilled. Then them spirits, listen to this, them spirits descend right straight under the altar there, take up that soul. The soul goes right down, picks up the body, and there you are raised again. Are, are, are you ready for this next part? Anybody got loved ones in the ground you're looking for? The Holy Spirit that's right in this building tonight that's in my heart will raise me up at that last day. Are you ready for this part? The Holy Spirit that's in me now will see to it that I have a young immortal body. The Holy Spirit that's in you will see the gray hairs will fade away and the old age and whiskers down and walking like that. It don't make one bit of difference. That same Holy Spirit will just snap it right back at that day just a young man and a young woman. The Spirit that's in us right now, not the one that will come, the one that's in us now it's God in you. Listen to this. You can raise yourself up. Why can you do it? Because see the scriptures holding you. You got to wait till the rapture. <sighs> well, I think I will. Why can't we do it now? He said, because the only thing holding you from a body change is the prophecy of scripture. Come on, friends. When Jesus was laying in the grave, Brother Harold, he could have raised himself within five minutes of being there. But Scripture was holding him there. But when three days were fulfilled, he was coming out of that grave. And there is a bride here tonight. The only thing that's holding us is a Scripture. But when the Scripture is fulfilled, devil, get out of our way. Old age, get out of our way. Body pains, get out of our way. Gray hair, get out of our way. We're going to take our bodies to meet a theophany. We're going to be changed in the moment, in the twinkle of an eye. Amen. The only thing that's holding you from it is the scripture. If there wasn't scripture for you to fulfill, you could raise yourself right now. They're like Kenny Henson used to sing walking in tall cotton right now. Come on, church. We ought to be smiling. Some of y'all that was sleeping, I'm closing. Y'all ought to be shouting now. Are you hearing me? We're going to change one of these days. I'm telling you, this is not the mind of a man. This is the reality of Jesus Christ. We're resting 
and his ability. Do you love the Lord? I'm resting. He'll see to it, Brother David. He'll see to it. He'll see it. That, he'll see to it, sis, that some morning between six and nine, young man, you'll be getting ready, and loved ones will appear in the mirror behind you. Come on, friends. Well, this ain't a fairy tale. It's the reality, sis, of Jesus Christ. These things are real. Somebody's going to possess it. I'm going to be one of them. What are you saying? I'm saying when the Holy Ghost is in you, you could be laying on your deathbed, and the Holy Ghost is still in operation. Did you all know that? I didn't know this to the day. I, I know I'm going a little bit over. So you forgive me. I didn't know this to the day, Brother Dale. Brother Bram, Billy, Brother Billy Paul told the testimony. He said when we, ha- when we was in the car wreck, he said Daddy was laying there. He said when I got up there, he said Daddy was laying there dead. Or he was laying there almost dead. He said he said he was laying there, and I went in there, and he said when I got when I got to him, he looked at me. I, I never did know this. He looked at me and he said, Billy Paul, Sarah's back is broke. He said the gift was still in operation. He said there wasn't nobody there to check Sarah's body to know her back was broke. He said, but through that gift, he said, Sarah's back is broke. He said, take my hand and lay it over on her body. (sighs) Are y'all hearing me? I feel like putting another door in this church. That tells me it don't matter how low you go, how dark it gets. When you've got the Holy Ghost, it's an eternal rest. You can be laying knowing you're fixing the cross to the other side, but something will begin to ring out in your heart. It'll be okay. It'll be okay. There'll be a rapture. The Holy Spirit will see that his word is fulfilled. Brother Branham had no physical ability to get himself up and go over there and talk to Sarah and ask her, Sarah, do you believe he's here? Do you believe the angel's close by? Do you believe he's within three feet of us? He had no physical ability to do it, but he had entered into a rest where he knew it never was him doing it to begin with. It was God in him doing it, and he said, lay my hand over on her, and the same God that showed up, amen, in Jeffersonville in Tucson will show up on the highway in a car accident. I say this this evening friends, stay with this message. Stay with the Holy Ghost. The same Holy Ghost David that showed up and brought you out of the hospital is going to show up one morning and change that old body. That Holy Ghost that brought you out of that cancer is going to show up. Brother Adam, that Holy Ghost that brought you through a car wreck and put you where you are today. Just stay with it buddy. He'll see to it that someday that body changes and you step into a brand new body. I'm not a crazy man. I believe that this is real. I'm resting. Sing something, buddy. I'm resting. He'll see to it. He'll see to it. Hallelujah. Do you love him? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh, somebody say glory. The mountains are the feet Hallelujah. of him. 
be still, God. Who bring good news. Good news. Announcing peace. Proclaiming news of happiness. Oh, yes. Our God. Oh, I got a witness here tonight. Our God brings Glory. Sing it now. Our God brings I'm resting on that. Our God brings Our God brings Our God brings From the tomb, oh, yes. he came with, with grace and majesty. Oh, he's alive. Is there a witness here? He's alive tonight. He's Is there a witness here? He's alive. God loves us so. Just see his hands, his feet, his side. Oh, he's alive. Hallelujah. Oh, he's alive. Oh, he's alive. Oh, he's alive. inside of your soul testifying the words you're hearing yes. amen you know that song it's the holy ghost and fire keeping us alive i don't know about y'all but i feel pretty good i feel pretty good to hear a prophet say if you've received the baptism of the holy ghost you're clear for the rapture that makes me feel good well, it's that the Holy Ghost and fire, and it's keeping me alive. It's keeping me alive. It is keeping me alive. It's the Holy Ghost and fire, and it's keeping me alive. 
Well, Jesus is keeping me alive. Well, it's all over me. And it's keeping me alive. It's keeping me alive. It is keeping me alive. It is all over me. And it's keeping me alive. Well, Jesus is keeping me alive. I like to sing it like this. It is down in my heart. And it's keeping me alive. It's keeping me alive. It is keeping me alive. It is down in my heart. And it's keeping me alive. Well, Jesus is keeping me alive. I gotta sing it like this. Well, it's down in my heart. And it's keeping me alive. Oh, it's keeping me alive. It is keeping me alive. It is down in my heart. And it's keeping me alive. Well, Jesus is keeping me alive. Anybody got the Holy Ghost? It's the Holy Ghost in power. And it's keeping me alive. Keeping me alive. It is keeping me alive. It's the Holy Ghost in fire. And it's keeping me alive. Oh, Jesus is keeping me alive. I'm resting in his ability. I'm resting in his ability to keep me in this message. I'm resting in his ability to keep me believing. I'm not doing it. It's the Holy Ghost in me doing it through me. And it's keeping me alive. Well, Jesus is keeping me alive. Watch y'all playing on them instruments. It is all over me, and it's keeping me alive. Well, Jesus is keeping me alive. Well, somebody praise him on the organ, and somebody praise him on the drums. Somebody praise him on the guitar. Praise him on the piano. Praise him in the congregation. Praise him in the back. Praise him in the front. Come on, church. We got a right to praise the Lord. We've been cleared for the takeoff. We've been cleared for glory. We've been cleared for our bodies to be changed. Oh, God. Hallelujah. We've been cleared, brother. This music didn't clear me. But when I found out I was cleared, it made me feel a little bit better. Oh, they're going to criticize anyhow, so they might as well go ahead. They're going to criticize, and I'm going to worship, and that's going to be the way it's going to be. I've been cleared for the rapture. When you go to church the next time, I don't care what you're going through. If you know you got the Holy Ghost, you ought to be the happiest person to darken the doors of that church. Because you receive what it's going to take to get out of here. Do you love him this evening? 
Just any day now. We're going home. Glory. I got loved ones I want to see over there. And they're getting closer. And I'm getting closer. Feel the charge from another dimension. Press on. Press like you've never pressed before. Let's bow our hearts together tonight. Friends, if you haven't received this rest, I encourage you to receive it tonight. You say, Brother Andrew, we got to wait, we got to tarry, and we got to tarry, and we got to tarry for the Holy Ghost. The prophet of God said the only reason they had to tarry was until Pentecost had fully come. He said when Pentecost was fully come, there was no more tarrying. The Bible said while Peter yet spake, they received the Holy Ghost. Laid hands on them and they received the Holy Ghost. We're baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ and received the Holy Ghost. We're not waiting for the Holy Ghost. We're not waiting for the rest. The rest is here tonight. Friends, I believe that's why a lot of people's left and walked away from this message because it was presented as a bunch of do's and don'ts, a bunch of legalistic ideas and a bunch of man's interpretations of what a prophet said. Heard a lot of people. Heard a lot of families. Heard a lot of good people. Let me tell you this tonight. It was not the message that caused the hurt. It was what a man did with the message that caused the hurt. The message is not the hurt. The message is the healer. It's the bomb in Gilead. Friends, if you're living under a condemnation, and you can't enjoy this rest. And when you're sitting in the house of God and absorbing the word and feeding on the word, you're not able to collect strength for a body change. To collect strength for a rapture because you're laboring under a condemnation. You're laboring under a heaviness that some, some devil put on you. Oh, Brother Andrew, you calling the man a devil? No, I'm calling the spirit on him a devil. There is a rest here for you tonight. I don't care if it's been 10 years, 20, 30, 40, 50, or 5 minutes. You can enter into that rest tonight. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. How many could say, Lord, that's what I need tonight. I need that rest. I remember I was preaching over in North Carolina one time and a lady come to me. She said, Brother Andrew, she said, for years I've been going to a message church. She said, fighting the message. She said, because years ago a man took some quotes and put them together and said he did some things with those quotes that brought a fear upon my life and hurt me. And she said, for years, every time I've heard the message, heard quotes, heard a prophet, there's been a resistance raised up in me. She said, but when the Spirit spoke to you this morning and said the message didn't do it to you, the man twisted the message, did it? She said, Brother Andrew, for the first time in 52 years, I was able to raise my hands and enjoy this glorious thing we call the message of the hour. Friends, I don't know how long you've been laboring under it, but you can come out of that labor tonight and come into a rest. Heavenly Father, Lord, these are your believers here tonight, Lord. Fathers, I look across this congregation. I see young, I see old. I see, I see elders, Lord, that have weathered the storms. Lord, they've weathered the stress and they've weathered all the things that 
life is thrown at him and disappointments is thrown at him. But Lord, as I look at him, I see people who never one time let the devil convince them that it was better serving him than it was serving God. Because, Lord, they broke through that outer court into that inner court. And then they broke into that holies of holies. They broke into a place where the Holy Ghost put them in a soundproof room. And, Lord, the only thing they had ears for was your word and your spirit. Now, Father, I commit these people into thy hands tonight, Lord. I don't know what they've been laboring under. I don't know what they've been going through. I don't know what, what taskmasters have been oppressing them and depressing them and suppressing them. But Lord, I do know tonight that you're still offering this rest. So if there be one here tonight, God, that is not leaving this service, Lord, with that rest in their souls, that the only thing between them and the rapture is Scripture to be fulfilled, then Father, I pray that you would bring them into that condition tonight. Not by an emotion or a sensation, but by a revelation of the baptism of the Holy Ghost and fire. Lord, I've received the Holy Ghost when I was a 12-year-old boy, Lord. Been preaching since I was 13 years old. Lord, the only thing I can say that's kept me and it's brought me to where I am today. And Lord, I've got more of a fire and a zeal today than the first day that I received that, that gift you gave me, that spirit of yourself, Lord. It's because it's been you in me. It's been you in me refreshing me. It's been you in me clearing my vision when things begin to get dark and dismal. It's been you, Lord, that's been my joy and my peace and my comfort, my advocate, my deliverer. Father, I want to be more Christ-centered. I want to be more like you, Lord. I want to live in this rest. I want this rest in my soul more and more every day. In Jesus Christ's name. Father, grant it to every young believer here today, Lord. Father, may you reveal to their hearts they don't have to live, Lord, up and down, in and out, on fire, cold, on fire, cold, on fire, cold, 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 on fire, cold, Lord. They don't have to live that way. Your spirit has come to bring us stability that they can catch the vision, Lord, of the word, and it will stabilize them. Bless this assembly, Father. Bless Brother Ben. Bless the church, Lord. Continue to prosper, Lord. Father, there's many visitors here from different assemblies, Lord. I ask your blessings upon those assemblies and upon those churches, upon those pastors, Lord. Father, I know tonight, Lord, you led me down a path, Lord, that wasn't in my notes. But, Father, there's an attack against families. There's an attack against the godly order that you established. Lord, where it's becoming where women are having to lead because men won't rise to the challenge. And, Lord, it puts a confusion upon our young people and our children. And Lord, but I'm asking you tonight, dear God, Father, I pray, Lord, that you would come down and from the youngest to the oldest, Lord. Lord, from the husbands and the fathers to the young men that are, would be entering in marriage before long. To those that are, that are young boys, Lord, growing and developing in your word. And I pray, oh God, you would reveal to their heart who they are. That they were put here to be real men. They were put here to be leaders, not to be, not to be abusers, not to be uh, beaters, and not to be people, men that would, would rule by fear. But, Lord, by that Holy Ghost in them would bring everything out of your word, Lord, under subjection to your spirit and say, we're not going that direction. We're going the direction of the word. Father, may you give our sisters, Lord. Father, I pray you would give them the grace, Lord, to be the virtuous ladies that you've called them to be. 
Lord, in this age of independence, Lord, where the prophet said, Papa has a key to the house and Mama has a key to the house and don't know who's going to show up and who's going to unlock and kids have got keys and all. Lord, I know what he was talking about then, Father. But what I'm saying tonight, Lord, is may we realize that that was not just a man that was just out of date or that was, was trying to hold on to some old school or some old fashion of way a home should be run. But that was a prophet who had a future vision that could see what the world was coming to. And he was warning the people, don't let these spirits overtake you. Don't let these spirits take your families and your homes. Stand there. Stand there as men that are not, that are not ashamed to say, I don't know how we're going to do this, but we're going to rest upon God's ability. He's brought us this far. He'll take us the rest of the way. Grant it tonight, God, I pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. God bless you, friends. God richly bless you. Brother Ben, would you come? tonight with all your heart. I'm going to keep pressing on. You're calling up my home. One more time. Oh, I'm going to keep pressing on. On and on and on. Pressing on. I'm gonna keep pressing on, I'm gonna keep pressing on. Oh, on and on and on, I'm gonna keep pressing on. Oh, I'm gonna keep pressing on to the higher calling of my Lord. Give him a hand of praise. Amen. 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 Well, I believe we've awakened the, the sleeping dead. Amen. <laughs> Praise God. Amen. It's good, to, it's good to be in the house of the Lord, isn't it? Amen. It's been a long day, but it's been a good day. Amen. Give the Lord another hand. Clap of praise. Amen. Thank the Lord. Thank the Lord. You pray for Brother Andrew. I know he's just poured his heart out today, and he's going to try to drive, I think, a little away home tonight. And, Get on the road. He's got things to do. I believe he told me he's got nine straight services coming up in a week or two. You just keep him in your prayers. Would you do that? And he'll know somebody here is praying for him. And I know there's people around the world praying for his ministry, but Satan's out to get ministers. I know that from personal experience. Satan's out to get you too, but he ain't going to get you. He is not going to get you. We have the assurance. This end time bride will not fall. Amen. Amen. God bless you. Brother Stewart is going to come and lead you in another song as you go. We have a bunch of sandwiches left over if you want to hang around for a little bit and at the fellowship hall and eat those. That'd be great because they'll go to waste if you don't. So you're welcome to go over there. Let's bow our heads just for a moment. Hi, Brother Stewart. Come. Heavenly Father, we thank you for the word that we've heard tonight. And we thank you, Lord, for the ability that we've been given to receive that 
that word that's been become a part of who we are has become who we are, Lord, and we have become that word. We thank you for that, Lord, and I pray, Lord, that you'd help us just to get a real revelation of that. There's nothing standing between us and a rapture, just the scripture holding us back until all things are fulfilled. I pray you'd grant it now. We ask you to bless the food. Lord, those things that will be partaken of, Lord, those that stay, those that have to leave and get on the road. Give Brother Andrew traveling mercies tonight, Lord, and just bless him. Strengthen his body, we pray. Lord, bless his ministry. Anoint him anew and afresh to be a blessing to the bride of Christ, we pray. In Jesus' name, amen. God bless you, Brother Stuart. Come, and then you can be dismissed. Burn, burn, Holy Spirit, burn in me. Set my soul on fire. Make me like Christ of old. desire. I'm all like the Christ of old. Healing and raising the dead. I need the words to that song. Let's sing the Know You Not, You Are a Temple. Amen. You enjoy the word of the Lord. Amen. Let's give our brother a hand clap. Amen. Just thankful that he came by our way. And amen. Are you trusting? Are you resting in the promise of God? That's all we can do. It's not by our own strength. It's not by what we can do, but what he's already done. Amen. It's already provided. We just got to sit there and draw strength from the promise. The strength is in the promise. You just sit there and, and draw nourishment from that. Amen. Let's sing. Know ye not, ye are a temple. Know ye not, know ye not, ye are a temple. Know ye not, know ye not, ye are a temple. Know ye not, know ye not, ye are a temple. Ye are a temple the Holy Ghost again. Know ye not, know ye not, ye are a temple. Know ye not, know ye not, ye are a temple. Know ye not, know ye not, ye are a temple. You are a temple of the Holy Ghost again. Oh, know ye not, Know ye not, ye are a temple. Know ye not, know ye not, ye are a temple. Know ye not, know ye not, ye are a temple. Ye are a temple of the Holy Ghost. So sing, joy is mine. We'll just sing a song or two and we'll just worship him just for a minute. Amen. Well, joy is mine, joy is mine, joy today is mine. Oh, I told Satan to get thee behind, joy today is mine. Oh, victory is mine, victory is mine. Victory today, it is mine. 
for heart so Satan to get thee behind victory today it is mine well love is mine love is mine love today it is mine oh heart so Satan to get thee behind Love today, it is mine. Peace is mine. Peace is mine. Peace today, it is mine. Oh, heart, oh, Satan, to get thee behind. Peace today, it is mine. Oh, the Holy Ghost is mine. The Holy Ghost is mine. The Holy Ghost today it is mine. Oh, heart, oh, Satan, to get thee behind. The Holy Ghost today it is mine. The rapture is mine. The rapture is mine. The rapture is mine. The rapture today it is mine. Oh, heart, oh, Satan, to get thee behind the rapture today. It is my joy is mine. Oh, joy is mine. Oh, joy is mine. Joy today it is mine. I told Satan to get thee behind. Joy today, it is mine. Amen. Do you love him tonight? Amen. Amen. If we'll just sing this as we go. Amen. There's power in the blood. Amen. There's wonder-working power in the blood. Amen. Did you enjoy the services this weekend? Amen. Just pray that God will be with you. Amen. As you go throughout the week and just, just keep you and guide you and lead you. Amen. Just, we'll just sing this. Sing this as we go, amen. Well, there is power, power, wonder-working power in the blood of the Lamb. There is power, power, wonder-working power in the precious blood of the Lamb. Oh, would you be free? From your passion and pride, there's power in the blood, power in the blood. Come for a cleansing to Calvary's side. There's wonderful power in the blood. Oh, there is power, power, wonder-working power in the blood of the Lamb. 